through and, and read several different passages tonight, but first of all, it, it ought to be the desire of every one of us to search and to find out the will of God in our own individual lives. We know the Bible says that where there is no vision, the people perish. So I feel like if we don't have an idea, if we don't have something that we're doing for God, or, or if we don't have any idea what we're doing with our lives, especially when it comes to our service to God, then we're lost. And, and where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, if we truly want to live out God's purpose for our lives, we must ask ourselves some very important questions. And by way of, of introduction here at the first question we obviously need to ask, and I, I don't know, but I would assume that most of you can answer yes to this, are you a Christian? And it does go a little bit deeper than just salvation, though. There's also sanctification, and there's also your service to God. So are you a Christian? Um, we see that in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, it says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... And shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So praise the Lord that he died, that he was buried, and that he rose again, and that he shed his blood to, to cover our sins. The cleansing power of the blood, we can praise the Lord for that. And But first of all, if you want to be able to find God's purpose for your life, we need to first of all accept his free gift of salvation. Amen. And so also, we, we see there uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The Bible also says in John chapter 17 and verse 17, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So, if we are in Christ, we ought to want to not only be happy that he saved us, we also ought to want to grow and to become all that he has for us to be. We need to make sure that we are not staying where we are. We need to make sure that we are growing and we are be all things are become new. And we ought to be sanctified through the word. Sanctified through the word. First Peter chapter 4 verse 10 says, As every man hath received the gift, even so... Minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. I like that part about how as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. And so the gifts that God gives us, we ought to be able to minister that one to another. But it also says as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We are called to be stewards of the grace of God. And so that means not only should we receive the gospel, but we should be willing to give the gospel and we should be willing to uh, serve God in that way. But also, 1 Samuel chapter 12, verses 24 um, it says, Only fear the Lord and serve Him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things He hath done for you. We ought to realize that it's not just about us serving, uh, serving to serve. It's because of all the things that God has done for us and the fact that what God did on the cross to die for our sins and for the world's sins. We should, that should be our motivation. And our motivation should be to please God and, and not to get glory for ourselves, to give God the glory and not ourselves. So then I'll ask this question. Do you know the Lord? No, that's not a redundancy. It's talking about, I'm talking about the relationship that you have with God, the close walk 
that you have with God. You may be married to someone, but do you really know them until you get to know them? You have to spend time with them. You, uh, a husband is supposed to dwell with his wife according to knowledge. He's supposed to get to know her so he can be able to lead her as a husband and take care of her and provide for her and do all the things that God has called a husband to do. As a servant of God, we ought to know the Lord. We obviously need to be saved. We need to be reading our Bibles, we need to be praying, we need to be worshiping, and we need to be thankful. There's just a few of the things that I wrote down. And as we look, we see in John chapter 10, verses 27 through 28, My sheep, this is the Lord talking, hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I'm thankful for that assurance of salvation that we know that once we're saved, we are always saved. But as you see here, God is our Savior and He is our shepherd. So not only will He save us, but He will guide us. He will guide us. We need to spend that time, though, with Him. Spend that time. And the very next passage, it's a familiar passage, 2 Timothy 2.15. The Bible says, Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We know the Bible, among other things, is our training manual. And you may think, well, I finished my training. I'm, I'm good to go. I, I think I've arrived. Well, the thing of it is, you're always a student of the word of God. That's what my great-grandfather said before he passed away at the age of 93. To that last day, he, would all, he was a student of the word of God. He was a student. Um, and you can never quit learning. I know for a fact that I haven't quit learning, especially now that I have my second child. For an example, there's so many new things to learn about a second. And there's so many new things to learn about it being a girl. And it just goes on and on. But we should never think that we've arrived at all knowledge when it comes to the things of God. Also, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I have some things to say. I do want to continue so I can get to the main part of the message here. But the next passage is John chapter 4, verses 23 through 24. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So we got to make sure that our, is, how spiritual is our worship? Or is it, is it spiritual? Is it even true worship? We need to make sure that it lines up with the truth of the Word of God when we worship in God. So it should, our, it should be our desire to find out uh, what God's uh, will is for our lives. It should be our desire to have a personal walk with the one who saved us. And then finally... Are you walking by faith? I'll read one passage here and then we'll get into the next part of the message. It says in Colossians chapter 2 verses 6 through 7, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. As you have received the Lord by faith, you ought to walk by faith. Walk by faith and not by sight. Not only are we to place our faith in Christ for salvation, but we are also to trust Him to guide our every step. Knowing He knows all 
and has all power to save us and to keep us. He knows exactly what we need and he will never leave or forsake us. And we can say amen to that because time and time again he's proven himself. Now once we have accepted the free gift of salvation and our lives have been transformed, we ought to have a burning desire within ourselves to learn and to grow in Christ. Now we shouldn't be content to stay as babes in the milk of the word. We ought to greatly desire the strong meats of the word of God. We ought to want to get into the word of God and learn all that we can. And God has a plan for every one of our lives, as I've said over and over again. But we need to be growing and finding out what that purpose and what God's will is. So the first question in this next part of the message is, are you seeking God's purpose for your life? In Matthew chapter 6, in verse 33, we see, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and it said it says and all these things shall be added unto you if we really want God to use us and to bless us we need to keep our focus on his will for our lives our focus needs to be there seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and a lot of times we we think that oh we want this blessing in our lives. We want that blessing in our lives. We need to really be thinking about what God wants for us to do and not just what we want and what we think we need or whatever that may be. God will bless us. God will take care of us. We just need to be focused on his work. And also in Romans chapter 12 verse 2 it says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Our mindset ought to be molded by the word of God and not by the word, not by the world. We can't be allowing the world to influence our mind. We can't be allowing uh, the, the news to influence our thinking and to cause us to fear. We, we can't be allowing politicians or, or different people that we may, uh, we may listen to, uh, speakers or, or professors or whatever, whatever it may be. We can't allow those things to influence our lives. We need to make sure that uh, everything that we hear uh, is right, but we need to make sure we, our minds are right through the word of God. Through the word of God. In Proverbs 19, in chapter, uh, verse 20, hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. We ought to be careful about the type of counsel that we allow ourselves to, to receive because I know that as a young man, there's a lot of, I don't know if any people realize this, but there's a lot of philosophers out there that would seek to get a young man's mind and to mold it into what the, they, the world says the truth is. And, and if you are not careful, you can be easily deceived because they make it seem so close to what's right. And there's, I, don't, I won't mention his name, but there was a, there was a guy that uh, was a professor, basically, a, some kind of psychology professor. I listened to him because what he said was interesting. And to some degree, it made sense practically. But then once he really got to listen to what he had to say about the Bible and about God and different things, it, it blew my mind, the contradiction and, and just the fact that he seemed to almost backpedal on all that good stuff. It just ruined everything else that he had to say. But if, if, if a young man were to listen to that and not know any better, they could, they could think, oh, all this other stuff is right. 
But look what he says about the Bible. Oh, maybe maybe my pastor has it wrong. You know, I look up to this guy. Or it's you have to be careful what you allow in as counsel in your own life. Also, <laughs> I like that part of the verse where it says there are many devices in a man's heart. I've said this before, but many devices in a man's hand can distract from good counsel. And that's kind of how you find those different counselors as well these days. You you can find anyone and anything that says all kinds of garbage, really. But the Word of God, we know we can rely on that. We can rely on that. There's too many false prophets, fake friends, and phony philosophers. And I made that up. So, But that that's that's the truth. So we, we see that. We also see again, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. How well do you know the word of God? If, we want to, if we're talking about seeking God's purpose for your life, are you studying God's word? Are you in God's word? And, and if you've been in God's word, have you continued in God's word? Or have you let it slide? We've got to be faithful to the word of God and he will reveal to us the things that we need to hear and we need to see. If any of you lack wisdom in James chapter 1, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. I know I have a problem sometimes as a man for asking directions. Um, and I just feel like, well, why would I waste time doing that when I could just figure it out? You know, I could just, I could just look at the problem and I could just figure it out. I could look where I'm going. I could just figure it out. Or I tell my wife, for instance, I know where I'm going. It's okay. Don't you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to tell me directions. I can know where I'm, get, I'm at. Two minutes down the road, I'm like, that does not look familiar. <laughs> the problem is I didn't, I didn't, I tried to get rid of the, the one that could actually look at the GPS and tell me, okay, this is where you got to go next. Okay. And see, I didn't think about, I didn't, I didn't think I needed it. But ask God when you need help. Ask God for help. If you lack wisdom, ask him. Don't be afraid to, to, be, uh, be humble and, and, and ask God, because we need to be humble. We need to, can't be prideful. And then, if, you're, if you sought God's word, have you found, or God's will, have you found God's will for your life? We need to keep growing. And we need to abound. And we'll read more in, in this as we go. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. We know God is still good, his word is still true, so continue in the things which thou hast learned. Don't slow down. Don't quit. Continue to grow. Abound more and more. In Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11 says, And I pray, this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, under the glory and praise of God. We ought to be growing in Christ. We ought to be bringing forth much fruit for Christ. We need to make sure that we are abounding more and more in that knowledge, and we are bringing forth fruit, and all to the glory and praise of God. 
all to the glory and praise of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7 says, Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. So all these things we need to be abounding more and more in. More and more in. And I, I, I see the word diligence that sticks out to me right now. It doesn't, it's not always going to be a thing that's easy. You have to stick with it. You need to be diligent in it. You can't, you can't, because it's so easy to backslide if you're not careful as a Christian. Because the devil hates, the, 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 he hates Christ and he hates Christians that serve Christ. So if you're a Christian that's not serving Christ, he's happy. And if you, if you slow down, He'll find that weakness, he'll get in there, and he will exploit that weakness to the furthest extent that he possibly can. We need to be sure that we are not slowing down, but that we are abounding in everything. Furthermore, we beseech you, brethren, in 1 Thessalonians, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us, how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. Colossians chapter 2, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in faith, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. It's, it's, I like how it says, so walk ye in him. Oh, actually, I'm sorry, in, the, in that, first, that first Thessalonians passage, it said, ye ought to walk and to please God, as ye have received of us. That's about faith, because without faith it is impossible to please God. We have to have that faith. And then finally, this is where we really need to think. Have you given up on God's purpose for your life? Um, first of all, I'd like to read this passage in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. It is a sad verse, but it says, this is Paul speaking, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatia, and Titus... Unto Dalmatia. Now, when I was, I think I was about 13, 13, 14, I can't remember, I was at youth camp and I, I surrendered to preach at that time. And I had been off and on preaching at my, my dad's church as he was a pastor at that time. Um, and then I surrendered to preach in full time uh, ministry uh, at that time in camp. But after that, things of life got in the way and I allowed myself to backslide and if, if it weren't for the grace of God I, I could have gotten in so much more trouble than I did but praise the Lord he, he brought me out of that trouble praise the Lord I had good parents and people around me and I was able to get back into the will of God and when I came here to Missouri I told Pastor Scholl in, uh, over there in Spokane at Faith Baptist where we come from that I, I'm called to preach I believe that God would have me to preach and that I, I just want to serve. I just want to serve in any way that I can. And, and so I, I praise the Lord that I have the opportunity even now to, to preach it with, for you all. And, uh, but sometimes we allow those things of life get in the way. And sometimes we backslide. But the important thing is that we don't stay gone. We need to ask ourselves, though, are you in love with the world? And you may not realize it, but all too often we find ourselves spending more time doing the things that may not be evil, wicked things, but are just war, war carnal things in some way, 
uh, uh, say we watch a football game or something like that, than we do with the, the, in the Word of God. We spend more time with those things than we do trying to form a relationship with God. We've got to be careful that we don't allow that to happen in our lives because it's, it's such a serious thing. We need to wake up before it's too late. We need to wake up before it's too late if we are in this position. The Bible says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. We need to wake up before it's too late. God is waiting to pardon and forgive us. Like the prodigal son and his father was waiting for him to return. And when he returned, when he turned back to him and we came back, he received him back and made him a part of the family. Uh, and God is not going to turn us away if we return to him. We don't have to be worried about God looking down on us and speaking down to us. If we are willing to repent of our sins, acknowledge what we've done, and turn back to God, he will take us back. But we we got to do that before it's too late. You don't know how much time you have. You never know how much time you have left in this world. Uh, so we need to be sure that we go back to God. The Bible says in Proverbs twenty four sixteen, for a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Don't stay down. Dust off. And get back up and get going again for the Lord. The Bible says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that applies to every one of us in here as well. Because if we have something in our lives that's not pleasing to God, if we confess it, He'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He will forgive us. He will forgive us. So I want to leave you with the challenge tonight. In uh, the book of Proverbs, or sorry, the book of Joshua, chapter 24, verse 15, it says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I pray that that is your desire today, is for you and your house to serve the Lord. Let's pray. Dear God, I, I thank you, God, for this opportunity I had to preach, Lord. But I pray that your word would accomplish what you would have for it to accomplish, God. And I pray that uh, as we have an invitation time here shortly, Lord, that you would help. If anyone needs to respond, Lord, I pray that they would respond. And I pray that they would submit to your will, Lord, and, and that... Uh, you would have your will and your way, Lord. We'll give you the honor and glory. We thank you, God, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As the piano pr plays, if you have anything that you need to take care of, you take care of it today with the Lord.
All right. Amen. All right. So I, I thank you all for coming out tonight, uh, tonight and uh, for your faithfulness to God's house. So I believe we'll uh, end with a word of prayer. And uh, so I'll go ahead and pray and we'll be dismissed. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you again for bringing us together tonight, Lord, and thank you for allowing uh, me 